Hello everybody and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up and coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet today. It is Tuesday, August 16th in the year 2022 and today we got a lot of stuff to get into. Got a lot of things, star players leaving out, coaches throwing shade. A lot of hype coming from different schools, AP Top 25. You know the deal, just all kinds of goodies for you. But before we can get into it, as always, let me introduce my co-host, the one, the only, as always, Big Rob. What's going on, everybody? What a beautiful week out to you, man. And man, let's, I'm ready to talk some football. Damn right, damn right. It's always a good time to talk some football. But I'm going to tell you what, man, before we even get started talking about college football, how about Friday night, man, that high school football we went to? Oh, I'm telling you what, man. Six teams, three games in a span of, what, four hours? <clears throat> Not even that. I want to say it was about three, three and a half hours, maybe tops. It was out there at the Branchville Jamboree mm-hmm. in Branchville, South Carolina. And it was six teams, three games all together. Mm-hmm. Each game was two quarters. Yep. So you got a football game and a half, really, out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you what, man. We've seen some, I mean, some great football. We've seen some action out there that was just, I mean, head to head, just tooth and nail, just fighting for inches. Great football. Yes, sir. And then we've seen some ugly football. <laughs> and then we've seen some games out there where, I mean, hell, the teams just look phenomenal one second, and then the next series they look god-awful yeah. and consistent. So we have football in every way, shape, and size you can think of. Every spectrum, every spectrum. I know there was the middle game that we watched, man, it was just nothing but – Ooh hit after ooh hit. I mean, just stretching for the ball, some great catches, good quarterback play. The defense, defensive play on both teams was just phenomenal. And, I mean, you did have some good spots with all the other teams, but, well, I tell you what, it was just wonderful to be out there on the field again, watching these teams play. Football in the air, the whistles blowing, zebras showing up finally. Friday Night Lights, man. Ain't nothing like it. I'm telling you, Bo. I'm telling you. Ain't no better way to spend a Friday night than under the Friday Night Lights on a football field. Absolutely, man. Maybe miss it. Great Lord, maybe miss it. <laughs> you and me both. You but, and uh, me both. With that being said, man, it was just incredible to get some football going. And me and Rob was talking earlier. I believe it's 11 days now. Mm-hmm. From kickoff from week zero. Mm-hmm. So, less than two weeks away, guys. We got college football starting up. We will have some SEC football that week and ACC football that week. So, Yep, yep. I believe we got two ACC games and one SEC game. Late game. Yeah, Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one to stay up for, let me tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Never know, though, man. Might be worth staying up for. Old Vandy might pull out a win, start the year off 1 0. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> It really would be something to see Vandy pull off a win against Hawaii, especially out at Hawaii. Absolutely. But a little bit of breaking news 
While we're talking about all this stuff, we got some breaking news coming out today. Yes, sir. Miles Brennan, the former LSU starter. Most of you remember he was supposed to be the starter in 2020. Picking up slack where Joe Burrow left off him. The whole spring and preseason, this kid, you was thinking he was a Heisman contender. Oh, yeah. From all the talking. Got hurt. I want to say the first game or second game into the season got hurt very early on yeah, after getting off to a pretty phenomenal start. He got off to a great start and missed the rest of the year. Then in 2021 last year, as we all know, he got hurt in a non-football-related accident, mm-hmm. got injured, and missed another season once again. And Man, I was really pulling for him this year. I was saying, finally. This kid's healthy. He's made it through the summer. He's made it through the skis and everything else. <laughs> this could be Miles Brennan's year. Yeah, it's finally the hard work's going to pay off, and it just didn't work out that way. No, not at all. He was in a quarterback <clears throat> competition with two other guys. You know, apparently it was uh, leaning more toward one of the other guys. Miles Brennan just decided to hang up. I really hate that for him, man. I mean, you think of all the schools that need a quarterback, yeah. needed a quarterback badly coming into this year. You would wish he could forego the season maybe and transfer yeah. to another program, but I guess when you've had enough, you've had enough. Yeah, disheartened. Lost his love for the game, but either or we will remember him for the great plays he did make. Yep. And remember him for staying loyal to LSU, though, because he could have transferred. Yeah, he could have. But wish him nothing but the best and hope he finds happiness and success in whatever he does pursue. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's always life beyond football. You know, football's not the end all be all. So, you know, it's, you know, at least he's still in college, still, you know, making his grades and. Can focus now on life after football. It just makes you wonder what happens. I mean, in spring, after watching the spring game, yeah, the other quarterbacks did a few nice things here and there. But I mean, spring game to me, he looked leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else to me, at least. Yeah. I mean, he looked great. Took command of the offense. Looked extremely confident. Had a lot of poise. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what transpired. What could have happened. I mean, you never know. You might. It could have been not getting along good with the head coach, or he might have just lost his love for the game. Yeah. I just. But it could have been. It could be a number of things. It could be. You know, it could just be like you said, not getting along with the head coach. Head coach, you know, deciding to go a different route with one of his players. It could be like you said that he lost the love of the game, or it could be that he tweaked something and decided, hey, I'm done. I can't suffer another injury. <clears throat> yeah. It could have been any of those, man. But one thing I will give him credit for is he said last year when he was looking to transfer and he stayed at LSU, he said, honestly, he said, I cannot see myself playing football anywhere else besides LSU. Yeah. Death Valley. And he's a man to his word. Yep. So kudos to him. Yes, sir. My head's off to you, Mr. Brennan. Good luck to you. Yes, sir. But while we're on subjects of quarterbacks, while we kick it on over to Columbia, South Carolina. South Cagalacky, what you got going on there? 
I just got a little bit of news after the scrimmage the other day. It was kind of odd. Mm-hmm. You had your first scrimmage of the year. And as all South Carolina fans know, you got Spencer Rattler in there. And you got a lot of hype going on. And just that's all, that's all we've heard. Yeah. Since last, what? Since November. Yeah. November, December. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's all we've heard. So. It just, I figured it'd be more than the same old thing, but instead, Shane Beamer comes out and man, he was praising this quarterback going on and on, ranting about how great his quarterback did and mm-hmm. how he has progressed leaps and bounds and just how they are astonished with yeah. the progress he's made. But the only thing I find weird about all this is the quarterback he's talking about is not Spencer Rattler. Nope, it's the quarterback he had last year that got injured. Luke Doty. Yeah, man. Showed a lot of good things in the spring game, but, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's pretty much set in stone. I believe that he is the number two quarterback, but it's just, it's very odd to me because you got a new quarterback in the system. He transferred in there. And the last thing, I'm trying to think of the way I want to word this. The last thing you would really want to do is anything to make your starting quarterback feel a little uneasy. And even if you do have prior conversations with him, reassuring him that he's a starting guy, still, when you go to the media and you start praising and throwing out all this hype about your number two, man, I mean, it's going to do like it does for a lot of people say, so what does this mean? The number one man didn't look that good. He's he's not progressing as much. And talking about how Luke Doty is making Spencer Rattler – He's helping them. Spencer Rattler improve so much more. Mm-hmm. Normally, you want your starting quarterback to help your number two improve. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. From everything that I hear, man, you know, of course, Spencer is going to be the number one guy. But it just makes you wonder how much of a leash Spencer Rattler is going to have when you've got Luke Doty seemingly doing so well. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I was trying to get to, basically. I just couldn't find a word to put in a play. Thank you for that. No problem. It's, it makes you wonder, yeah, Spencer Rattler's your number one guy, but is it is it really, really set in stone here? Mm-hmm. I mean, you say, yeah, he's our guy all day long, but then the minute he starts slipping up, I don't know, there's a little bit of spurrier in the air. It does seem that way. Yeah, it seems does. very spurrier-ish. And then you've got one guy back there in the background, too, that nobody's talking about that did so well in the bowl game last year that nobody's even really mentioning. I haven't heard a word about mm-hmm. nothing about the Carolina Joiner sitting back there flying under the radar, and I don't think that's no accident at no. all. I feel like they're going to just kind of keep him discreet and keep everybody guessing. And then on game day, you don't know what the hell you get. Are you getting a receiver? Or are you getting a running back? Or are you getting a quarterback? I mean, he's taking reps at all three throughout the year. So, yeah. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, there's a lot of secrets going on in there, Columbia. I trust Shane Beamer. But, man, there's just a lot of stuff, that, a lot of lines to try to read between the to figure out what's really going on there. Really is, man. It's a big mystery, but one thing's for sure, the confidence around this program 
just and the fan base, the excitement. I haven't seen it in years. No, sir. It just keeps building. And there's a lot of programs like that this year. There really is. But uh, not everybody in the SEC seems to be as thrilled about the new found life in Columbia. <laughs> Y'all probably know who I'm talking about. Mr. Mark Stoops, head coach up there in Kentucky. Yes, sir. Throwing a little shade. Big, big time shade, too, man. It, and I don't even understand where this is coming from. I don't either. I kind of wonder if uh, you threw a suggestion out there, and I wonder if it has a lot to do with it. Carolina has snagged four mm-hmm. four star recruits that Kentucky was heavily targeting, trying to get. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that got under Stoop's skin or. The fact that last year they had arguably one of the best seasons the program's ever had. And Carolina nearly knocked them off that pedestal. They really did. It came down to one drive. But Mark Stoops was sitting there talking about the culture of his program and was bragging about how he built the culture. And he said, a lot of people talk about cultures. He said, you can change a climate very easily. People get cultures and climates confused. He said anybody can go out there and throw on a shirt and dance around the music and put on a hat backwards and throw on some silly some silly glasses and jump up and down. He said, and that's what I call a climate change. He said, a culture, though, comes at the core. It comes from the roots. He said, that's what we've done in Kentucky. And you think back, man, SEC Media Day, Shane Beamer released a video Jumping up and down, dancing to the music, had his hat on backwards, a pair of sunglasses. I mean, I'm just saying, we, we, it ain't hard to figure out who he's talking about here. But could it be, and I just thought about this, with all the questions of media days following surrounding that video, could Stoops be jealous? Well, I mean, he got a lot of, got a lot of attention. When recruits and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids want to play for a guy that's fun. Yeah. To play for. They want to have fun. They want a guy they can relate to. Yep. Someone's down to earth. And I mean, at South Carolina, the whole thing is welcome home. They try to make yep. it your new home. Yep. Above all else, <clears throat> love your teammate. That's exactly right. So. And just to be honest here, just to throw a little bit of shade back at Kentucky. You want to talk about the climate versus everything else. What you've got going on there at Kentucky, what about your DUI arrests? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in the saying, don't throw rocks if you live in a glass (laughs) house. And, I mean, when your star running back's got a DUI, I believe they had another player on the team get a DUI here recently. That was, um, I can't remember his name. I think he's a wide receiver. But that was actually, um, oh, goodness gracious, middle linebacker for the Ravens. Ray Lewis' son. Ray Lewis' son. That's exactly right. Got two DUIs up there. You got a lot of beef going back and forth between you and the head basketball coach (laughs) at the university. Throwing shade at each other. I mean, yeah, that's a hell of a culture you got there, buddy. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. When down, when down in South Carolina, the culture is that we love everybody associated with South Carolina, whether it's basketball, men's soccer, 
women's basketball. It don't matter. Fishing team. Fishing team. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be them. surprised to see Beamer out on a boat with one of the people on one of the fishing teams. They wouldn't surprise you, man. I mean, <laughs> it just it really disappointed me, honestly, because I I really I really like Mark Stoops and. I've loved what he's done with the Kentucky program. I still like what the program has done. I'm a big believer that he's a hell of a coach. I'll give him that. But why take shots, unnecessary shots at other coaches, when you got all this other drama going in the background? I mean, you just you're opening up a door, man, for so many jokes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, when people said Kentucky's got the SEC locked up, they didn't mean behind bars. <laughs> you don't have to live up to your last name and stoop to a new level. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. I hope Kentucky goes out. I hope they have a great season. But let's do it the way we've done it since Stoops came there. Yeah. Let's cut out all the outside noise and focus on football. That was one of the main things that he said at SEC Media Days is talking about Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. We're not paying attention to that. Our whole thing is we're just going to cut out the outside noise. We're focusing on us and improving better as a team. But now, I mean, hell, you're the one causing outside noise. Yes, you're the one creating. Content you know, creator. You got noise on the outside and inside the school. So, I mean – do better, Mark. Yeah, do better, Mark. And I mean, when you have to have your president of the college come down on you about <clears throat> the football versus basketball coach in that situation, something's definitely going wrong there. Yeah, they just they got to figure it out, man. And this is the season's right around the corner. This is not the time to be creating all kinds of distractions and drama behind the scenes. Right. It's not the time for it. Right. Let's go back to Mark Stoops football. Grab your lunch pail and let's get to work. Damn right. Well, that being said, we're going to move on a positive note. All right. We're going to go all the way down south to the tip of Florida. To the Miami Hurricanes. The very, very, very tip of Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I heard a quote the other night from Mario Cristobal summing up what he's doing with this team. Because all spring, all summer, all I've been hearing from him is we're getting a lot better. We're doing really good things. We got a good football team, but we're not where I want us to be yet. Right. And I've heard him repeat this line. Over and over and over again. I'm just like, I mean, if we're not making progress, what's going on here? What's this man after? Right. Is he trying to catch lightning in a bottle? And he finally said it the other day. He said, my whole philosophy on this team is we're not going to practice till we get it right. We're going to practice everything until it is absolutely impossible for us to get it wrong. Yes. I love it. Me too. Because when he said that, I mean, that hit home. Yeah. That really did. Because then it all clicked. It's like, it makes sense, man. I mean, the physicality we've been seeing coming out of Miami. I mean, I'll be honest. The two most physical off seasons 
that I've seen in ACC. Two schools have had the most physical off seasons. It's been Miami and Virginia Tech. Don't forget about Duke. Duke's had a very physical off season, but I mean, let's be honest, bro. Brent Pryor and Virginia Tech, that's been nothing but physicality. Yeah. I mean, he says he says physicality, every other word. Yeah. But it surprised me because Miami has not been – they've been anything but really a physical football team for a long time. And Chris Ball said flat out, he said, no, he said, we're going to be in your face. We're going to push you around. And we're going to have our way with somebody until they make us do otherwise. Yeah. He's basically said that he wants Miami to become the bully of the ACC. And, oh, I, mean, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I've been trying hard. I've been trying real hard all offseason not to bite completely on this Miami hype train. I'm like, man, I just got to. It looks great. It sounds great. But, damn, we've been here before. I've fallen for this too many times. Let me just pump the brakes here. <laughs> Same thing with Virginia Tech. But yet you keep biting on Florida State. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not. I'm just bumping the lure around a little bit. We haven't bit yet. The worm's on the hook. We're just looking at it, seeing, seeing how everything works. I'm <laughs> slapping it with your tail. Listen, I'm just hoping, okay? <laughs> I'm just wishing the Seminoles a good year, all right? I miss the good old days where Florida State was fun to watch. And guys, I'm not a Florida State fan, by the way. <laughs> I just miss seeing Florida State be a cellar dweller. It's just not right. No, it's not. That's like watching a pit bull playing with a damn cat. Right. It just don't fit. Right. But neither is seeing Virginia Tech or Miami be cellar dwellers either. No. Miami's been one for so I mean, going on two decades now. They haven't been a cellar dweller, but they've been just middle of the pack, subpar. Not very, not good. They'll have not, a not year great. where they flirt with it, but then they just go the uh, totally different direction. Yeah. But after all this, I just, I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm about sold. Yeah. On Miami. I can't, I can't take it no more. <laughs> I got, I got to I got a nibble. I got, I got a bite. Just a little bit on this. <laughs> they don't spike my curiosity to the point where, damn it, I gotta. I'm starting to believe here. All right. <laughs> Come to the dark side. We have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane cookies. <laughs> Man, but for real, I mean, they just something seems very different. Yeah. Something is in the air. Something seems extremely different about the ACC in general this year. It really does, man. And I'm, I love it. You've got so many teams right now that actually believe in themselves, that are doing it the right way, are being physical. And it's just, it's a breath of fresh air for this conference. Let's just be honest. It really is, because, I mean, it's just... I feel like we've gone back in time mm -hmm. about 15, hell, 20 years. Yeah. Back to the late 90s, early 2000s. I feel like we're back to the ACC and the Big East days, which the Big East is still out there, but let's be honest, people, it's not the Big East no more. No. 
It's the the little E. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, man. It's, it's far from what it used to be. But when I talk about biggies, I'm talking about the days of Ken Dorsey and the Miami Hurricanes. Frank Beamer, Michael Vick, Virginia Tech. Right. I'm talking about just the powerhouses of those days. And then you got Clemson and the ACC. Even back then, you never knew what the hell was going to go on with Clemson. They might go to a BCS Bowl. You just you don't know what to expect. And I love that because, I mean, for the better part of the last decade, the ACC's been kind of set in stone every single year. It's just been, okay, well, we know Clemson's going to win. Who's fighting for second? Right, exactly. It's usually been Clemson. And then you had either Florida State. North Carolina. North Carolina. And every now and again, Miami, my flirt. That's about it. It just it ain't. It hasn't been quite as entertaining. No. It's been really good football, really good product on the field. But one team just stood very, very far above the others. Right. And now I feel like the others have finally caught up and – it's a really level-looking playing field out there this year. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. It's so close to call right now on really who could win either division. <clears throat> really is. I mean, you have to give the nod to Clemson because they've done it so long. They still have probably the best defense in the league. But let's be honest here. Miami gets on a roll. Virginia Tech gets on a roll. Don't count out NC State. NC State. North Carolina? NC State, man, they got that defense. Gracious day. Got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Hell, Virginia. Brendan Armstrong and those guys, you don't know what they're going to do. And you're going to call me crazy, but Duke? Duke looks awesome this year. Syracuse. Watch out for Syracuse this year. Oh, Syracuse, man. I think they're going to be very much improved from what they were last year. You got to remember, they got OC from Virginia. Mm Mm-hmm. The man that was behind Brendan Armstrong calling all his plays. And Syracuse, man, they've had a top 15 defense in the nation. Yeah. Consecutively. I mean, look at how many upsets Syracuse pulled off last year. The games they won were upsets, but they still didn't. They couldn't put it together. No. They were in just about every game. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, just, they were a lot like a Georgia Tech was. But their offense was just horrendous. They couldn't move the ball. They had a great running back who is returning. Yep. He's back this year. But they just they couldn't move the ball besides that. And mm-hmm. they're looking to change that this year. And if you get Syracuse where they can move the ball on the ground and through the air. Yeah, if you can improve that offense and stick with that defense that's just dominant, Bowie, there's going to be some teams in trouble this year. Yeah. And like I said, Duke, you don't ever know. I mean, Duke, I'm not saying they're going to win the ACC this year. No, not by far. They can play a big factor in who they could possibly upset throughout the year. They can change the landscape of everything. Yep. So, ACC is going to be a ton of fun to watch this year, man. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be a ton of fun. But that being said, I think that's going to wrap up the news. If you got anything else for the news? I don't have anything else for the news, man. Let's let's talk a little bit of this AP Top 25. Mm, They're all... Still full of manure. <laughs> but, hell, let's roll through it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As uh, If y'all listened to us last week, we went over the coaches' poll, top 25. 
This week, the AP came out with the official top 25 that they're running with uh, in the offseason. How about you go ahead and read it off to us? Apparently, the Associated Press was having a little bit of fun with whatever the same thing the coaches were doing. <laughs> Not much difference. Number one, you got Alabama. Surprise, surprise. Number two, Ohio State Buckeyes. Still don't agree with that. Number three, Georgia Bulldogs. Number four, Clemson. Number five, Notre Dame. Same top five as what we had in the coaches' poll. From here on out, things start changing a little bit. A lot of the same teams, but just different places. Mm-hmm. Number six, Texas A&M Aggies. They have bumped up a few spots. I like this, but at the same time, I'm still not 100% sold on them either. Mm-hmm. Utah, number seven. I don't know. Not at all sold. Number eight, Michigan. I don't know about that. Number nine, Oklahoma. I'm still wondering, did people not get the memo that Lincoln Riley and like half of their damn team left? Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering, did did it get lost in the mail somewhere? It must have, man. You know how, how slow the mail's been running. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on with that exactly, but um yeah, Oklahoma's in the top ten guys. How? I don't know. Don't get me wrong, Oklahoma's always a hell of a team. They've got a good school, you know, good uh, reputation. Very favorable schedule. Very, very favorable schedule. Number 10, you got Baylor. All right, that wraps up your top 10. Mm -hmm. Number 11, the Oregon Ducks. Number 12, Oklahoma State. The Cowboys, I believe they are. Number 13, NC State, the Wolf Pack. I love I love NC State number thirteen. I can't emphasize that enough. Some I just love that number. Love them being there. Right. Number fourteen. Past the doobie. <laughs> Whatever the hell they smoking. Number fourteen. The USC Trojans. Mm-mm-mm. Did they even win seven games last year? Six? How many? I don't even think they were bowl eligible last year, were they? No, they weren't. I think they won. They might, they might have won five. Yeah, they were awful. Your coach gets fired. You bring in another coach from number nine, Oklahoma, and he brings in some of his players. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. <clears throat> this is going to be one of these cases where a team. Is going to get extremely overrated start season, and they're going to have a very favorable schedule, mm-hmm. and they're going to lose one or two games in regular season if they're lucky. <clears throat> They'd have to be very lucky to do that because I think USC. I do not like USC whatsoever, but they're going to get in a bowl game. It's way higher than where they should be, and they're going to end up playing the SEC school or ACC school. Or a Big Ten. Maybe a Big Ten school. And they're going to get mopped off the damn field. And it's going to be a waste of a ball game. Yeah. I don't understand this at all. Not at all. It pisses me off to no end. You you want to be curious with Lincoln Riley and Phil Froggy. Put them at 25. Yeah. Show some respect to these other schools because this is a damn disgrace. Absolutely. Number 15. Michigan State. 
Number 16, Miami Hurricanes. They're up one spot from where they were in the coaches' poll. Glad to see I'm not the only one that's kind of starting to bite on the hype a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was a little skeptical last week. As you can see, I've cut a complete 180. <laughs> but like I said, there's just something going on down there. I don't know what, but there's something going on. Number 17, Pitt, the Panthers. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I got I wore myself out arguing about USC. Pitt, I don't have time for y'all right now. <laughs> Number 18, the Wisconsin Badgers. I like that. 19, Arkansas Razorbacks. I think they are massively underrated. Not as bad as they were last week, though. No, last week was a slap in the face, but number 19, you got your Razorbacks. Number 20, Kentucky. Another one I think could be rated a lot higher, mm -hmm. but I didn't know it. This is the first year Kentucky is ranked in the preseason AP poll and coaches poll. Been a long, long time, I think, since the 70s. It might be since the 70s. I was thinking it might have been ever, but it's... <laughs> It's been a long, been, long been drama. Number 21, you got Ole Miss, the Lane Train. I don't really know what the hell we're getting down there this year, but with Lane Kiffin, he is an offensive genius. Mm -hmm. You got to give him a little bit of respect. So that is what it is. Number 22, Wake Forest. They have bumped down a few spots from where they were in the coaches' poll. But, I mean, with the recent news with Sam Hartman and everything else, that's that's understandable. Yeah, it's expected. I, I like them at twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-three Cincinnati, a team that went to the playoffs last year, is at twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So either y'all screwed up majorly and having them in the top four last year at the end of the year, or y'all are. Massively underrating them going into this year, uh, but then again, you losing your starting quarterback. A lot of pieces are going to the NFL. I can see him at twenty three. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. Number twenty four, Houston. I don't know. <laughs> and number twenty five, BYU. Michael Jackson's favorite team. BYU? Mm-hmm. Bring him in. <laughs> I can't mess with you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Speechless over here for my co-host. Yeah, that's pretty shit up. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty messed up. Excuse my language, y'all. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, um... These two teams at 24 and 25... I don't agree with whatsoever. You've got teams like Tennessee. You've got teams like Penn State that are all down there that could beat Houston, could beat BYU, could beat Cincinnati, you know, could beat USC, Oklahoma State, but yet you've not got them ranked in the top 25. But you've got Houston and BYU. LSU. LSU. This is weird. LSU's not in the top 25. How long has it been? I couldn't tell you. This is a long ass. Damn. Now I'm thinking about it. When was the last time LSU came into a preseason? Not ranked. I'll have to look that up. 
I don't know. That's got me curious now. <laughs> I mean, you could have given them spots at LSU. I get they had a bad year last year, but still. Mississippi State. Yep. I mean, hell, they got Will Rogers. That's one of the best quarterbacks in the damn nation coming into this year. I mean, Mississippi State, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many schools that... North Carolina? Yeah. So many schools, I think, deserve a nod. Tennessee, that's extremely disrespectful to them. Because I'm going to tell you what, Josh Heifel had that team rolling last year. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Tennessee was, I think, the biggest, got the biggest snob out of them all this year. Tennessee should be ranked way above some of these teams that are ranked, even in the, the top top 15. How the hell is Notre Dame ranked in the top 5? How are they in the top 10? Yeah. Because of Notre Dame? Because of the name of the school? I mean, have we not figured out yet that they're independent? They're going to tiptoe through the schedule the whole year. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they play some real competition, get slaughtered. Get smashed. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Notre Dame's got some great players. They've got a good team. I haven't seen their schedule yet to be able to go off strength of schedule. But let's be honest, man. What was the last time they beat a school that was? 2020, Clemson. And Clemson was playing with a backup quarterback. Yeah. And that was a close, close, close ball game. Yeah. They played them again in the ACC championship and got their asses handed to them. I guess you know the thing maybe in the top 20, maybe top 25, but not at number five. Anywhere from 14th yeah. on back. Yeah. I could fit them in there. Yeah. Number five, hell no. And that's not a knock on them. I like Notre Dame. Yeah. I used to love, I used to love Notre Dame when I was younger. I remember when I was a kid I was watching Brady Quinn and all them guys playing with high kid, hell, early teenager. Watching Brady Quinn and all those guys out of there. I mean, they used to be a hell of a fun team to watch. Got some of the best uniforms in college football. Yeah. But the product on the field just it ain't it hasn't done it for me. Yeah. And I mean you look at the last several years with all um Oh, hell, what's his name, coaching? At Notre Dame? Yeah, Brian Kelly. Kelly. Look at the last several years, Brian Kelly coaching. Yeah, they've had some great years, some undefeated regular seasons. But who have they played in the regular season? In 2020, they played an ACC schedule. Right. So that, that was a respectable year. But at the same time, when it mattered most, they got spanked. Yeah. If they got to the playoffs and they lost the playoff game by a touchdown, or hell, two touchdowns, lost by two touchdowns Mm -hmm. in the playoffs, I could say maybe. But when's the last time they've been really competitive in a playoff game or even a championship game? No, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Another team I want to talk about, and I'm a fan of the Ohio State University. But at number two, after getting smacked in the mouth 
by Michigan. I just I don't see him at number two. You can put him in the top ten if you want, but not number two. Can't believe you're a fan of Ohio State. Well, I mean, I did grow up in the state of Kentucky. And I didn't like the Wildcats back then because everybody liked the Wildcats. Louisville was a loser, so I had to go to the next best thing. Louisville was a loser? Yeah. What the hell was Kentucky back then? They were a loser, too. But everybody was a Kentucky Wildcat. So in, other, so, so, in other words, you was a bandwagoner. Not a bandwagoner. My dad was a Ohio State fan, so I just went with his team. Rob. But I have saw the light. Rob. If your dad jumps off a bridge, are you going to jump off of it, too? When I was the age that I started watching football, yeah, probably. Oh, man. <laughs> that Kentucky water. <laughs> that, that Martin County water. That Martin County water. <laughs> you done drank it. You done drank it. Never drink the water in Martin County. <laughs> but anyways guys <laughs> that's our thoughts on AP top 25 yes sir Ohio State like I said I don't see what they're doing I'm a what have you done for me lately kind of guy mm-hmm. I throw out some names like Virginia Tech stuff yeah I like Virginia Tech but also I go off of what I see in the preseason mm-hmm. looking at spring games Looking at summer practices, spring practices, upcoming fall practices, just getting the overall feedback from the fan base, from the program. You can feel, you can tell where a program's at before the season starts. You get a good idea of what you're working with. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know. No. It's just, there's some schools in there. Hell, I can give Houston and BYU a chance while I give USC Trojans. Yeah. They do not deserve being this list, period. Absolutely, man. You know, Baylor at number 10, I like them, and I think they're a good school, and I can see them being in the top 25. I can even even agree with them being at 10 because they always play a good game. But USC, Notre Dame, Utah. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. Lincoln Riley's supposed to be this great coach. I'm just saying, how many times do you take Oklahoma to the playoffs? Good many. Mm-hmm. How many times did he get his ass kicked by an SEC team or Clemson, ACC school? Every time. Got mocked. Yep. By them. He had one close game with Georgia. Baker Mayfield was there. And I also find it funny that Lincoln Riley jumped ship. I was getting to that. <laughs> Oklahoma announces they're coming to the SEC. As soon as he finishes out the year, he hauls ass. Mm-hmm. Sounds like somebody's just trying to... Stick with a false narrative as much as they can. Cover their own ass, if you will. Trying to make themselves look like a great coach when they're just a mediocre coach. Yeah. Strength of schedule tells all. That's all I'm going to say, man. That's that's my biggest gripe 
with the Big Ten program. My biggest grab with the Pac-12. Big 12. Strength of schedule. If you're not playing competition, but you still can rank in the top 25, there's something wrong with that, in my opinion. I agree. What's bad about this, though, is you got Utah ranked in the top seven. So if USC beats Utah, oh, they beat the top 10 team. Yeah. And if USC beats Notre Dame. Notre Dame ain't going to be number five by the time they play. No. They'll be far from it. No. Anyways, man, well, I, I think that's all I got for this one. I like it. I like it. Well, guys, we appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode. We're going to try to hear soon and get back doing YouTube videos for y'all. I know it's been a little while, but we will most certainly try to get back to it. If y'all don't mind, how about subscribe to us, like, share it with your friends. We're always on social media. Feel free to comment. Whatever you want. I want to thank everybody for their pictures of the food that they they like to grill out for game day. That was an awesome thing to see. Yeah, that was a fun post. I, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. <clears throat> that was a good time. Yes, sir. But, guys, with all that being said, let's keep those drinks cold. Let's keep those chains moving. <laughs>